0: This week on Amazingly Terrible, we're watching Strawberry Shortcake, episode number four, Housewarming Surprise. The
1: love
0: boat
1: <laughs> soon will be taking another trip.
0: Wow! Nice. I love it when you surprise me, David.
1: Yeah, I love
0: it. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that didn't ask to be born. My name's Adam.
2: Uh, I am Matt. Are we getting away from introducing ourselves? or No, no. We have to introduce okay. everyone all the time. I'm okay. Matt, and this is my microphone and computer.
3: <laughs> I'm Derek. <David. laughs> I'm Derek. There it is. Yeah. Perfect. That's it. That's the episode, guys. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Slam dunk. Dunk slam.
1: And we have a new segment today. Oh. <gasps> Whoa. New segment
0: day. I love new segment day. Oh, man.
1: So I have some predictions of phrases people might say today.
2: Ooh. Okay. All right. Do you do you predict the phrase and the person who says it, or just the phrase, and then when the person says it, you're like, uh-huh, yeah, we knew. I, I,
1: I, pre- I predict the phrase, and then when the person says it, they earn a redemption.
0: Oh. oh nice. Nice. I like this. It seems
1: self fulfilling. <laughs> yep. This
0: is very cool. Well well but we don't know what the phrases are in, in David. Are you just assuming oh. the worst of yeah. us or I'm sorry D- the
1: worst of you?
2: Okay.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. David oh, okay. is um, <laughs> Dave,
2: David is going to insert, I assume, his secret phrases right now. <laughs>
1: i i I will insert uh one of them as audio a little bit later um, oh if no boy. one say, if no one says it,
0: will you just start screaming <laughs> when we say the word of the day mm-hmm. like p b Harmon yes mm, no like Paul <laughs> Rubens no, like Paul Rubens is, this is
3: a good game. I like this game, I like yes. this game too, yeah, me too me too. Because David now knows us and things that we evidently have said. On more than one occasion. He
1: now knows <laughs> yes. us. It's I, I, been fucking 30 years. <laughs> Sorry, it's only been 6 for me, fucking math. I, uh, I think I'm gamifying bad behavior, but we'll uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. I think so. Hey man.
2: How we, how else are you going to reward it?
1: As as a as a, a minor spoiler,
3: what would a Mike phrase be? Cuz Mike is he is still I'm... on vacation,
1: so he's not here tonight.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. What did you think Mike was going to say? I,
1: I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing the person. I'm, yeah, he's not doing specific I, people. I'm basically mm. thinking of stuff where, like, well, I shouldn't say this, but I bet someone will. <laughs> oh, gotcha. right. uh, I, I right. thought you
3: were going to be like, oh, well, Derek always says. You were like, what, what would like, Hannibal Lecter do? Cum farts or some <laughs> shit, and then you're like, Haha, look, he said it. Oh, there it is. Yep, yep, cum farts. That's what we knew.
0: Uh, viewers, this is also around the time frame that the D&D trailer has been released. And <gasps> if you haven't figured it Ooh. out yet, we're all big D&D geeks.
2: Boy, are we all excited. Just unambiguously, unironically into it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unconcerned. No, no. Sure, this is going to be a slam dunk. No. no, matter what.
2: backstabbing quibbles about the accuracy based on the uh, 5e player's manual. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It, it just looks... Not fun.
2: shouting for a tweet from Christopher Crawford to defend the uh, shape-changing ability of certain characters with another Takana.
0: What I don't understand is why they're not talking about Thacko more.
3: I mm. want Thacko. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> cancel yourself.
2: <laughs> Jesus. That's a good question. Should we go to the movie and do, like, an in-depth analysis of which edition they're using? <laughs>
3: What's the <laughs> rules
2: that they're using? Excellent.
3: Absolutely not. Damn, yeah, I
1: think I that.
2: Yeah, you would. Wouldn't it be funny if it was 4E?
3: Um
1: Make for a better movie. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> there nice, it is, nice. our 4E
0: fanboy. Nice. Uh,
3: I would No.
0: Isn't 4E the one where essentially everybody was a mage?
1: Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> kind of.
2: 4E was designed to so that your characters could be portable across games and across digital games. So it was intended to be supported uh, with a, something like a Roll Twenty or a VTT of some kind.
3: But in the event, in the end, it just sucked.
2: It was l- less popular.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody was still sticking with three point
2: five. Which which technically is the Pathfinder, right? No, 3.5 was... Pathfinder was developed out of 3.5 because of the lack of interest in 4. Gotcha. This is interesting. This is interesting to other humans.
3: (laughs) It's the same thing. Fourth edition of D&D was the same thing they did with Warhammer, which I believe is 8th edition. I'm looking through my book right now. But it was... Like, it just wasn't good and it wasn't popular. And then all of a sudden they came out with ninth edition, which is much better shortly thereafter.
2: Yeah, I mean, they rolled back to the more original rule set, basically, with 5E.
0: Well, eventually, we will wind up doing the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, and I'm sure we can dive much more in depth into mm-hmm. all of this. So, yeah. But in the meantime, I think I'm going to go to the movie list real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and add Dungeons and Dragons.
1: <laughs> the 1999
0: oh. version. <gasps> oh damn you! <laughs> With Jeremy Irons. With Jeremy motherfucking Irons. Damn. Jeremy
2: pumping irons.
0: You know he was the uh, the Pope. I heard that from that one TV series about
2: the Pope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The y- was it the young Pope? The Borgias. Yes. Oh. That, about, that's like about, the Renaissance era. That's not yeah. uh, recent. Renaissance Ob- era. Obri.
0: Historical fan fiction about the um
2: Borgia family.
0: Corruption, the corruption in
2: the the Vatican basically. Mm. So, sounds good. I mean, they were a fascinating family. They did a lot of fucked up fun shit. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Mm, do you think that uh, strawberry shortcake in many ways is like the Borgia?
0: I think so. Yeah I think that she has some like illegitimate children with uh, her mistress, which she's not able to like publicly claim as her own because she has to maintain her yeah virginity in order to become the Pope. So Wow. All right, so I need to like edge into it a little bit the fruit Pope. <laughs> Edging into the fruit Poop, yes. Um.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you guys? What did you guys like more? Watching an old cartoon so we could shit all over it, or watching the old cartoon or the old commercials that went along with the cartoon? Oh,
3: Ooh. the commercials! Ooh, Hands really
0: I was <laughs> I was pretty excited to see the commercials on this on this
2: watch through. Commercials were very fun, and honestly. Much shorter than I remember,
0: but we also get the love boat commercial right off the bat, and we and we get the, the well that's TV a that's a special. network promotion. That's yeah, not, yeah.
1: It's a commercial.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. but we get those network promotions. It's not the beginning. it's not
1: paid ad time.
2: <laughs> the um, love boats all in black and white, except for the that one sailor is all in a red suit. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Schindler's List, (laughs) Schindler's Um, Boat.
0: But no, yeah, so it has the the network promotions at the beginning, but then every other advertisement is for kids' toys. And Mm. the thing about these episodes, these, uh, what they actually called movies, these were aired in prime time.
3: Oh.
2: Yes, they were, because um, Chevrolet Shortcake, they did not make a regular season. They made a series of specials, and they released, like, one a year. And they made six of them over a period of years.
0: So, yeah, so we're not getting any of the primetime advertising you'd usually think to see. Or even the primetime promotions, because we're not seeing any other promotion throughout the episode. It was just in the very beginning before the episode started. So, I think you're right, Derek. Hmm.
2: Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very clear that they, like went to Kenner, and they were like, hey, do you just want to buy all of the TV? Because we have this block of TV that you can just have all of it, and you can have a, one big, long commercials that you put commercials in. And Kenner was like, no, we, we couldn't. No, we hate money. No. What what would be the impact on the children, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could just see Mr. Kenner doing that. That's right. Mr. Yeah. Ken Kenner. Yeah. Ken, well, his last name was Nur. no 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 i don't know let's put this up to the committee kenner or ken kenner ken
0: kenner ken kenner ken ken -ken (laughs) curry god we're so dumb who listens
3: to the show no you're dumb no you're dumb (laughs) so kenner (laughs) Kenner is actually not around anymore. It was, absor- uh, it was absorbed completely into its parent company, Hasbro, in 2000, and then it was dissolved. hmm So they originally did the action figures from the OG Star Wars, Jurassic Park, and Batman series. Much like a gelatinous
2: cube eating an adventurer, the, yep. the Kenner corpse was slowly distributed over a series of years throughout the body of Hasbro. Throughout the dungeon of Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you go look at the Hasbro in its natural habitat, you'll see a, a dead floating corpse of a Kenner inside of it. well as a
3: Hasbro bunch of other dead, dead Dungeons companies. and dragons.
2: Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. The, the half-digested corpse of the Wizards of the Coast is sticking out of the side of <laughs> <laughs> the cube. At any rate, Strawberry shortcake. Should we get up in this shortcake, gentlemen? Let's get up in the shortcake. Let's yes. See what's going on in the straw, Burris. <laughs> see what's, what's on the straw. What's on the straw, boys? Strawberry shortcake, or as I like to call her, SS.
0: I have nothing against sock bats. I'm just poor sweet cake. <laughs>
2: She was owned by the American Greeting Card Company, and it was originally used on greeting cards, and then slowly expanded into dolls, posters, and several shows. She was originally created by Barbie Sargent in 1972-73, wow. and she was called the Strawberry Girl, or just Girl with a Daisy. In the original design, like she was less themed as a strawberry creature or like the pro- the unholy product between man and strawberry. American Greetings liked this character, they it was popular, so they developed a whole line of characters and each had a dessert or fruit motif and a pet. And I didn't know this, but when they were toys, they also had scented hair to match their motif. Weird.
3: Oh. Very yeah. weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Kenner licensed them and made those dolls in the nineteen in 1978, I believe. In 1983, Barbie won back the copyright in a lawsuit, uh, but I think it wasn't really clear. They said essentially, I think she sold them back to American Greetings so they could continue to develop the property essentially and make her money. So they reached some sort of agreement after she won the copyright for her original design back. They made six animated specials, released one a year from 1980 to 1985. Wow. And there have been multiple, multiple revivals of the shorting cakings. There was one tried in 1991 that was not successful. There was a relaunch in 2003 by Deke. This made it into a TV series and in 2006 a movie. Uh, there was another relaunch of the characters in 2009-10 with Toys from Hasbro. There was a CGI movie and a TV series on Discovery Family. You guys remember Discovery Family? Wow. Me
0: neither. I
3: do. I didn't... Okay. I was say,
0: it's, it's been like a hot minute. I feel like it, it was only in existence for like six months before it got purchased by like HBO or something.
2: Finally, there was a relaunch that was done, thank God. 2021 fresh hot (laughs) strawberry shortcake
0: and that's that was getting so many of us through the pandemic just the anticipation
2: yeah just the strawberry shortcake and let's get pumped boys there's a netflix show coming in 2023 jesus christ so
0: they're on what version six then or is that version five
2: I think this still counts as the 2021 relaunch, so that's oh, okay. Gen 5, yeah. maybe? Gen 5. Right. Jesus.
3: Yeah. I didn't know that's there was insane. such a demand for Strawberry Shortcake. I mean, I feel like the people who would remember Strawberry Shortcake and want the nostalgic factor of it are beyond the age of, like, a remake.
2: No. People want Strawberry Shortcake for the intrinsic qualities of strawberry and shortcake. Those two things together are what is the core of the brand of Strawberry Shortcake.
0: Or they're just having kids. And they're like, I had to suffer through this when I was a child. You must too.
2: I mean, it's corporate masters said, hey, you know what? This made money for us once. Crank it out again. We own the copyrights.
0: And it's still owned by American
2: Greeting Card Company. Is it really? Apparently it is, yes. But most of what they do is cooperate with... Other man, you know, like other manufacturers to make the or other um, licensing companies. Production. So they're a little more like what we saw with Rainbow Bright, where mm-hmm. they continue to hold a copyright but they license it to a bunch of different people, as opposed to the way GI Joe and uh, Transformers go yeah. about.
0: I was curious, um, which one came first? Was uh, Strawberry Shortcake or Rainbow Bright?
2: I think Strawberry Shortcake came first because uh, she dates okay. back to 1972 as the oh, character yeah. concept. yeah,
0: I think I think Rainbow Brite, if, if I recall correctly when we were looking at it, I think that her earliest iteration was like 1980, 1981, something like I that. Think I so. would
3: say Rainbow Brite's character design screams much more disco, late 70s, early 80s than Strawberry yeah. Shortcake's.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, strawberry Shortcake's, yeah, she's more like a keen design where it's like a sad little cute thing. Mm-hmm kind of that's 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 early 70s
3: oh yeah rainbow bright is 100 percent cocaine like even in the commercial (laughs) like in the episode they're like it's got shiny and there's a purple star on her cheek yeah because she's been at fucking studio 54 all weekend right yeah just out of her gourd i get all my powers from these ground up stones that I i snort
2: I like it like the like the son's uh, the son the, the son the son of the owner came in and he's fucking blasted out of his mind and he was like he was like guys guys what if light was a person Yeah and, and, the, really. and, like and co- the guys completely yeah. to the
3: fucking gills and the and guys like, were like yes Okay yes
2: we can work with this yes please promote us We can make this into something yes. anything Nice nice Mm-hmm let me tell you about the wonderful characters of Strawberry Shortcake.
3: Strawberry First Shortcake. Off, you can't hear a goddamn
1: thing about any of the fucking characters in this episode because the audio is dog shit. It is pretty bad. For the audio quality, especially Strawberry Shortcake, her voice was like the same tone as the background noise on the VHS tape.
2: It totally reminded me of those cheap old audio cassettes that you'd get with like Teddy Ruxpin or... With a story, with a storybook, mm-hmm. that was the level of the audio quality. I feel like I would listen to those on my Fisher Price tape recorder. But luckily, <laughs> I found about these characters on the Intranes. Please tell me. Okay. All right. Strawberry Shortcake is a bright and perky young girl. She is kind, friendly, supportive, and always ready to help a friend in need. She loves strawberries and baking. She has some spunk, but is very soft and and well and sensitive. She cries often, which can be expected by her age.
3: How old is she supposed to be?
2: She starts (laughs) off at six.
3: So these are all small children. Damn.
2: Yes, they are unsupervised small children who own their own homes and are responsible for animals. Yes. It's a boomer wet dream. <laughs> nice. Some of the other characters. Huckleberry Pie, who is...
1: The only male human there.
2: Right. Uh, humans use pretty loosely here as they, they seem to be like some sort of squashed tree fungus. He's a friendly, perky young boy with a lot of inexperience when it comes to befriending others. We also have Blueberry Muffin. And she's normally mature and the smartest girl of the group. She's knowledgeable about just about everything. She sounds like just a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. Strawberry raspberry Tart, who was mean at first, but learned to become nicer to the others at the end. I assume this is an episode where we learn about Raspberry Tart, the new toy on offer from Kenner. And finally, we have Plum Puddin' who is a happy, energetic girl who is affectionate with her friends. That is her whole personality. The last Interesting. Ca-
0: yeah. Interestingly, though, Plum Puddin' does
2: not show up in this episode. She does not. Nor, I believe, does the toddler Apple Apple Dumpin'. I mean, Dumplin'. Apple Dumpin'? Apple Dumpin'. This is a... She is a small baby Mercy girl. Mary? Oh. Okay. Yeah, who is <laughs> sm- <laughs> who will kill for the right amount of dumpling? <laughs> Her chief character f- characteristic is that she is often seen sitting. Okay.
3: <laughs> Apple dumpling. <Wow.
2: laughs> Apple dumpling. Apple dumpling. And that is more or less the depth and level of character development we get with the intricate and complicated characters that inhabit the universe of Strawberry Shortcake word
0: it's so complex it's like a rich and vibrant tapestry that you have woven for us i mean prepare us for the onslaught of strawberry shortcake that our bodies must withstand
2: yeah it's it's like a fruit game of thrones
0: (laughs) fruit game of thrones (laughs) nice
2: david was that in your list I should have been. <laughs> uh, you, where you have to climb to the top of, of like, the, the rotting... shortcake land. Yeah. yeah, the the rotting plum throne. You know, <laughs> it's just a <laughs> big, huge, enormous pile of rotting fruit. Nice. And uh, you get to be king if you can endure sitting on it for long enough. Nice. Without
0: getting drunk, because it's turning into Pruno. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's
2: why all the kings went mad. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we get
3: into the summary? Uh, you can just summarize this in about one sentence if you want.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Sentence one: Nothing fucking happens. Be <laughs> it exactly.
3: Can we talk about the commercials? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we get to us. We open on a slow pan across Strawberryland. And the
3: son. I'm going to uh, go get a beer while you summarize. <laughs> <laughs> okay? so I'm, I'm here for commercial break one.
2: The son who's on break from the Raisin Brand commercials turns to us.
3: By the way, that guy sounds like fucking Bob Ross. That's like my only point in the entire episode. Mm, he does. Well, hello there. And welcome
2: to Strawberry Land.
3: When he started with the voiceover, I was like, is this actually Bob Ross? I didn't look it up, so I can't tell you whether it is or not. But it really did sound like him being like, it's a happy little tree, you know, and all the the wonderful things that he brought to.
2: Yeah. He's a slightly more condescending tone than Bob Ross.
3: True. Bob Ross was 100% positive 100% of the time.
2: Yeah. He was very genuine. Yeah. All right.
3: Now I'll go get that beer. That was my only point. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. The son explains that Strawberry Shortcake is moving to a new house and that all of her friends are helping her. Which is really means all her friends are doing all the work while yeah. she is inside doing a slideshow of her journey across the world. Well,
0: in all fairness, when they do wind up panning out to show the work that's getting done, there's a lot of motherfuckers that are just throwing boxes.
2: It's so. true. It's true. It does not seem to be effective or efficient. But, I mean, she is essentially getting free labor. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Beggars can't be choosers.
2: Strawberry shows a slideshow, uh, like old school, pulls down a projector, pulls out, Mm. you know, the freestanding slides, and they have a series of uh, racist stereotypes of her uh, standing next to different quote-unquote characters from around the world.
1: It's a really, it's a real small world vibe.
2: Yeah. It's very culturally sensitive.
0: Yeah. My favorite it still has to be going to little, what was it Little Mexicoco, in meeting yeah. up with Cafe Olay, yeah. and her, her her donkey friend burrito.
2: Yeah, and they do a hat dance. I yeah. believe tasteful all the way around, and that leads us into the cue from the music written by Randy Newman's brother Quaalude Newman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So pack it up and move, move it, it out. In. Yeah, yeah. It's time to move to a brand new house. Pack it up and move it out.
1: See Something that's not uh... the that's not the lyric that I uh, latched on to.
0: Oh, which one <laughs> did it's... you grab?
1: Everybody's gotta go sometime, and this yes. time you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's yeah.
0: gotta go somewhere sometime now. This you're the one.
2: Yeah. Uh, old old uh, QN has got a real dark side to him, and we get a musical montage of all of Shortcake's friends and their associated animal properties throwing around boxes. Just throwing boxes. Commercial break. <laughs> and straight into Care Bears from Kenner. Care Bears. We get an ad for the original Care Bear dolls, which I remember being. Not as big as they seem in this commercial.
0: I remember them being pretty big. I remember them being big.
2: Okay. All right. That leads us into commercial number two, Hat Full of Magic from Paragon Reese. Which I had. What? Really?
3: Yes. Nice. I absolutely fucking did. I was blown away by this. I was gifted this. Oh, I must have been 5 years old, uh 5 or 6 years old Christmas, so that would have been Christmas 88, 89 time frame. Mm-hmm. Nice. We had that that plastic top hat was extraordinarily uncomfortable because the the oval was not like a head shape. So it would ride real hard up against the front and back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. It was probably like a and, true circle. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I remember the tricks being being, like, kind of cheapy or whatever, we we messed around with them. But the one that I remember distinctly was the plastic sword through the balloon that Whoa. was blown through a tube. How did and it And the way work? That, that that trick worked is you used one of the long the long skinny balloons, you know, like somebody would do balloon mm-hmm. art with or whatnot. And you would not show the length, like, you would not show the cross-section of the tube to the audience. Because if you did that, you would see that there was another tube that ran through the center and then you used a long skinny balloon because it would inflate itself around that that tube that ran perpendicular to the actual tube that you were blowing the balloon up through. So you could slide the, the sword through it and then you would let it go. Oh,
2: nice. How dare it work exactly the way I figured it worked.
3: <laughs> yep. It's the only one I remember out of that entire trick set. But yeah, I had that. And well, there were forty-five magic trips in there. Oh yeah, there was a lot of stuff, and the majority of the the, the tricks in it were gimmick. Yeah, yeah, they like, looked like garbage. It, <laughs> oh, no, the, no, it, I don't yeah. remember it being very good quality. But I'm saying it wasn't like a book that taught you how to do sleight of hand, like palming, or you know what I'm saying. Like it was like here's a yeah. deck of cards, and here's a little pamphlet yeah. on like yeah, yeah how to you know hide the card. You know, you show the front of the palm of your hand, and the card or the coin is is you know, pinned between the fingers on the back. You just don't show the back of your hand type thing. No, all of it, 100% of those tricks were some sort of gimmick magic. You know, two-sided you... something or another or, you know, whatever. I wish I remember any of the other tricks, but I remember the balloon, the sword through the balloon one.
2: I'm excited you... to see uh, to see Dr. Strange 3 gimmick magic from Remco. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice.
0: Did you uh, Do you remember enjoying playing with it? Do you remember, like, really having a good time with it?
3: Yeah, I remember. We, I remember we we played with it and we did all the tricks, and so it was a fun activity, you know, like to do as a kid growing up. But I I don't remember any of them being like amazing. I will say this that I liked it enough that in second or third grade at one of the like book fairs or whatever, and I'll have to see if my parents still have this. There was a book that was like 1,000 card tricks, and wow. it, that was a legit book. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was fairly Damn. thick, like phone book thick, and it was probably, I don't know, like a four by eight or whatever, and every single one of these card tricks, that book went through sleight of hand, palming cards, card counting, stacking decks, stuff like that. I never yes. learned any yes. of them. Or maybe wow. I tried to learn any of them, and I wasn't good, but... Uh, this is
0: the reason why you always beat us at yeah. what's that
3: game? Fuck. Netrunner. <laughs> Netrunner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like the yeah, shuffling my shit. Damn it!
2: I like this road less traveled version of of Derek, who became a sp- specialized in close up of magic. Close up magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd close be awesome. Stage magic. But like, m- his life is pretty much the same, you know, he went to the the Navy, you
3: know, became a pilot. But
2: but also, just happens to specialize in close-up magic. Yeah.
3: I, like, I go to Vegas and just come out on top every time.
2: They don't let you back in Vegas anymore, buddy. I'm sorry. This (laughs) version of you did some shit.
0: You're only allowed in Atlantic City, and, like, not on the boardwalk. No. So... (laughs) Yeah. The the reason why I was asking is because this actually seems like the type of thing that young Adam would really want and would mm-hmm. really like want to get into. And as soon as young Adam got the box and opened it up and was like, Oh, these are all tricks. I thought there was magic. I <laughs> <laughs> just gave it up and walked away disillusioned
3: because can... young Adam was dumb. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell you this. Uh, there was another kit that I got in fifth grade because I won like a, a hundred dollar gift card to something through some, some science fair or something like that. I ended up winning it. I forget what the fuck it was. I don't even think it was a hundred dollars. It might have been fifty bucks. And I remember going to whatever this science store was. And this is back in in the the mid '90s, where like a science based store would sell computer games, right? Because like nobody yeah. was selling that sort of shit. It was still all computer. And it was it was down between X Wing versus Tie Fighter. So whenever that game came out, so maybe '96, and a home chemistry kit. And I was like, ah, I won't get the video game. And I get the home chemistry kit. I think I did one experiment out of that. Yeah. And I got X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter shortly thereafter and played the ever-living shit out of that game. Chemistry sets were the
2: worst when you were a
3: kid. Oh, my God. As somebody who is an engineer who went through a lot of engineering fucking courses, I hated chemistry. Absolutely, one hundred percent despise yeah. chemistry. That's Fucking the difference.
2: That's the difference between you and your Mandela effect close-up magic version. He didn't get an engineering degree.
3: He's a chemist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's chemist. a chemist. he does close-up magic. Nice. Now there, there was like a mad scientist set that was a lot like this, or a lot like the the home science kit, where you yeah. just sort of make slime and like make other like fun things that look like mad scientist experiments yep. and inventions. I got that in like 1987. And I remember having a really good time playing around with that thing.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Well, it sounds like that's mostly just like, you know, mix this goo powder into water. It's I got bad. more
3: out of this magic okay. hat than I did out of that chemistry set. So, and it, it it was, I just, when I saw that pop up, that was like instant nostalgia right there. And I was like, man, I wish I could find an actual intact one of those to see what the 45 tricks were you know, nice. and to see yeah. how cheap they were. And mm-hmm. I remember the balloon one being fairly cheap, but it would be just interesting to see, you know.
2: Okay, well, moving on. Mantech. Yes, the next is an advertisement <laughs> for a toy I have never seen or heard of before, yeah. and that is the Mantech Robot Warriors from Ranco. And these are essentially Jai Joes or um, He-Man type figures, but all of their arms and legs are interchangeable and click into different sockets. Yeah. yeah. And they have various accoutrements that can be attached to them in various different configurations.
1: Because yeah, they have a lot of extra holes.
2: Yeah. They do. Those mantecs got a lot of holes in them
0: that need to be filled. From Ramco. From Ramco the the fun thing is these commercials this this episode aired in 1983 and i have to assume that these are some of the original commercials based off of really the love boat and what we were seeing as the other promotional thing beforehand well it, so, it aired
2: it, it aired in march 31st 1983 in new york city and april 1st in los angeles california
0: okay so
2: this is this important
0: is, this is pre transformers preformers this is preformers so that's interesting to see like the ManTech doll coming out and i'm pretty sure that it was probably quickly supplanted by transformers when that
2: came out the next year this is interesting because i know there was another toy that was basically like this that was much more like a jojo and was basically based on that format and they had like all kinds of guns and backpacks and different things that would plug into the different holes. And I think they had a cartoon. Do you oh, guys did. remember this? They did, they did. I um. It was like called capsules or it's curtains on our list or something. It's actually on our list.
0: I think it's like some sort of space-based random mm. guys
2: with backpacks. It's, I mean, essentially it's buy a lot of shit. Get your parents yeah. to buy you a lot of shit. Because one toy is boring.
0: Exactly.
2: Back to the show. The sun tells us what we already know, but his attention is diverted to the villains of the piece. We have Sour Grapes, who is an aged dilettante with a pet snake, and the Peculiar Purple Pie Man of Porcupine Peak. And they live in—this took me a while to figure out—they live in a place called the Pie Tin Palace, which looks like oh. a ma- massive stack of pots and pans. And the region that they're in is called Porcupine Peak. Porcupine Peak, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I got that one. The Peculiar the
2: peculiar Purple Pie Man of Porcupine Peak. Yes. Which does seem like the name a porn star would give to their dick. The Peculiar Purple Pie Man or just Porcupine Peak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it might be two. It might be two guys. We might be seeing a, a or... here. <laughs> nice, nice. Porcupine Peak does not sound as good. It does not. It does yeah. not. I mean, it depends on what you're into. David, are you into that?
1: No, what I thought was uh, the adults here have a very Rescuer style of animation. Mm. mm.
2: Okay. Yes. They're very lanky. Yes, yes. They bicker because they hate each other, apparently. Yeah, they
0: seem to be at, at odds the entire time they're interacting.
2: So. Yeah, it's unclear whether or not they're like a married couple. It seems platonic for the most part, but yeah. they certainly do not like each other and are always trying to one-up each other. Meanwhile, Strawberry Shortprick drives her trike to her new house. Strawberry Shortprick drives her... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Freudian slip. (laughs) SS drives... Yeah, she drives her trike to her new house. Essentially leaving her friends to travel with the baggage like they are (laughs) servants. Exactly. (laughs) All while the sun god,
0: Ra, slowly smiles upon them, nodding his approval.
2: Right. But they are so brainwashed by essentially her cult leadership that all they talk about is throwing her another surprise party. Yes. And how they want to meet all of these great characters that she has met all over the world. Yes. And that they're going to invite each of these international competition contestants to compete for who loves her most. And each child is going to bring a recipe to the party. Yes. Indeed. And they are overheard by a berry bird. And we quickly learned that the PPP of PP has taught the berry birds to repeat everything <laughs> that they hear. Nice. Yeah. And then he and Sour Grapes conspire to steal all the referees and ruin the party. Indeed. And we do get a, a sweet little out um, exterior shot of the new house. Yes. And it is. The, the new place at Massive. It is pretty goddamn bang. It's an upgrade
3: for a six-year-old, yeah. especially.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> With evidently
3: so much disposable income on a trip, she can go to Mexico, mm-hmm. to the Far East, which we're assuming is China. I don't think they actually say. Yeah, I don't think they say. France, mm-hmm. the Netherlands. The UK. Is that where the two twins are from? Yes, that's the UK, where Lemon yes. and Ada are from. And let yeah. me just say real quick. From Piccadilly quick, Circus. Before
0: anybody else gets to Piccadilly. it. Piccadilly! Those twins are fucking, right?
2: They're
1: children. Uh (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh-huh. Are you you inferring each other, or just like they're sexually active? No, each other. There's definitely (laughs) something
0: peculiar about those twins.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And their relationship. They finish each other's sentences, so they're maybe in sync in other ways. That's a good call. This is where I was talking about essentially, like, she... It was created by boomers and embodies Boomer values. She takes long international vacations, is upgraded to her second home, and is surrounded by fr- friends who are exactly like her and don't seem to work. So, yes. yeah. seems wow. like, uh Yeah. Seems like a Boomer's paradise. Take that, yes. Boomer's. In your Sh- face. Shots fired. Now that you are old and have no power, I can speak to you. Thusly, they don't have any power, right? No,
0: they're not desperately clinging to every scrap of power they can possibly find. <laughs> right. no,
2: Squeezing that voting block for every juicy little vote. For
0: every... But
3: this is, this is the point where the boomers were like 30. They were younger than we are when this came out.
2: When yeah, came and they out, were already yeah. on their goddamn second houses. Yep. You
3: mm-hmm. guys aren't in your second house?
2: Shut up. What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not either, so... <laughs> It doesn't matter.
2: And suddenly, we are in the surprise party. Each of her friends appear and introduce all of her international friends.
3: There's no continuity of time in this. They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna phone some shit in, and people from I don't know, fucking nineteen hours worth of plane right away are just gonna show up,
2: all at the same time. You have to wonder where they were staying. You know, like, did they all just come off the plane at the same time? Was their timing that good, or were like they staying at the other fruit creatures' houses? Well, uh, for, like, a, for like a good solid six weeks in order to get the timing <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I also like the fact that they all have fresh-baked goods. So
0: I like the idea of them actually coming directly off the plane ah. into the house with fresh-baked goods.
2: Yeah, just with a basket with a with a little cloth over the top of it to keep the, the biscuits fresh. Exactly. For their 12-hour plane ride.
0: Well, it was a different era then. You know, the TSA restrictions were not quite as bad.
2: Yes, so. plus... They they, plumped it, they pumped in fresh, well-humidified uh, air in case you happened to be traveling with a big basket full of biscuits. That was exactly. just the time. Yeah.
0: And it is it is fun that everybody gets introduced individually.
3: Oh, you must be here to seek strawberry sweet cakes because you are a 12-year-old girl and a donkey.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the, the twins get introduced, and the twins... Don't even deign to walk into the house. They just sit outside with their fucking basket. They didn't even bring any 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 baked
2: goods. No, these two limey gets these fucking
0: because they know British
3: food isn't the best. Yeah,
2: (laughs) they're like, (laughs) we didn't want to bring you garbage. What they do have is a basket, and apparently they are going to put the recipes in this basket
0: commercial break they said they hope that it's big enough and i think that right before the commercial break we do see the head of the ppp of pp pull in yeah and basically say oh they're going to be putting recipes in that basket
2: bam yes okay here we go creepy play-doh oh yeah (laughs) play-doh uh count creepy head and friends from kenner this one kind of boggled my mind a little bit, especially when they, like, exploded the head of the, the creepy it looked awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I remember I this. Wish story. I wish had this I remember this. as a kid.
0: I'm pretty sure I did have it. I remember
1: this very clearly.
3: At first, I feel your face full of red blood Play-Doh, and then I'm squishing out your eye. Yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. so the
1: toy is one of those Play-Doh extruders, Yes. only the nozzle is... The head of a humanoid with, it has several outlets like the eyes and mouth and ears.
0: Yeah, you put like a little sleeve on top of it and the sleeve shapes the Play-Doh so it's like flesh going around the skull.
1: It's a little Play-Doh condom
2: and uh, then you you pump in the Play-Doh and it assumes the shape of the condom.
1: But it's so much more fun to play without it.
2: I never really understood Play-Doh at all, so it seems like Everything that toy did was thoroughly explored in this, you know, eight-second commercial.
3: Oh man, I loved Play-Doh as a kid. We had like the little like Play-Doh noodle makers and mm-hmm. the little bake sets, and you made like little Play-Doh burgers. And then your Play-Doh went from being like yellow Play-Doh and green Play-Doh <laughs> to be brown to Play-Doh <laughs> to being some <laughs> form of brown Play-Doh because it all got mixed yeah. together.
0: Brown or like a poop green. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But I also yeah. remember, and I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look at what. I guess, re- respectively, the cost of Play-Doh. Or I remember as a kid, getting new Play-Doh was never never something that my mom would be like, oh, no, that's too expensive. So I think back in the day, Play-Doh right. was fairly cheap.
0: Probably what? very expensive, yeah. You can
3: of. make it at home.
0: like It's not complicated. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, but that requires cleaning up after idiot kids.
0: Yeah. I also have fond memories of playing with Play-Doh. Same sets, too. Pretty much have the exact same stuff. Did you all Did right. you
3: have the one where I was saying the spaghetti maker Where it was almost yep. like a garlic press? You yep. loaded the Play-Doh ball in, you just... <laughs> yeah, but it, but like, like,
0: it had like a little yeah. star on the front, or it had like the little tiny pasta holes, or it had like Yeah, a, you could
3: make like a rainbow. tube, you could make... Yeah. yeah, you could essentially make all the like... Well, you could make a tube. The, the tube is fucking Bucatini. You know, you could make mm. angel hair, you could make spaghetti, you could make frettuccine, <laughs> linguine, bucatini. you you name yep. it. You could probably fucking...
2: You're saying, like, play was, like, an Italian propaganda for their cultural the dominance. I,
3: I know how to make a lot of pastas because I played in
2: Play-Doh. <laughs> nice, nice. They all taste like disgusting salt and goo, they but... They like salty <laughs> Play-Doh, but they look good. <laughs> Then we have Rose Petal the Orchid Doll from Kenner. Uh, This one kind of took me aback because it seemed like a very fully formed, like, imaginative flower-based world that was very similar to our fruit-based world in which there was an ongoing conflict between Rose Petal and some sort of horrific spider woman. And I kind of want to see that cartoon.
0: See, is that an actual thing?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we're seeing the extent of the thing that it is.
0: So you said Orchid Girls.
2: Rose Petal the Orchid Doll. Orchid Doll. Yeah.
1: And then finally... I want to keep
0: Safe Shirts on for this one. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to erase my history.
2: And finally, we have our callback of callbacks. It's Rainbow Bright with Face Tattoo from Mattel. That's
1: right. shiny dress. Uh Uh-huh. She looks
2: cheap as shit. And Rainbow Bright, the whole selling point essentially is, I feel good now.
0: Yeah. So they obviously have, like, lithium or LSD or yeah, yeah. heroin inside of it, something like There's that.
2: There's an SSRI inhibitor that it just leaches into your skin and exactly. that aff- affects your dopamine levels.
0: And if you lick the star, that's actually, like, getting a concentrated hit. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. That was a hundred percent cocaine. <laughs> yeah, all they roads they, they lead to cocaine. They couldn't afford real drugs. <laughs> I, like I said earlier, Rainbow Bright was a hundred percent cocaine.
2: Mm. I do want to do a version of like strung out Rainbow Bright after she's after yeah. the party is ending. At Studio oh, fifty four. Yeah. It's like the day after
0: when the Molly's worn off and she's burned through all of her. Doubling. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Just crashing hard. I'm thinking more like, you know, very late seventies, early eighties, you know, the the scene is starting to change. She's aging oh, out of it. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: There's like a lot more folks walking around with like Switchblades and leather jackets.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Because that's what followed
0: disco. Knife fights. Exactly.
2: It would directly from disco to the West Side Story. That's right. I watched The Big
0: Deuce or Deuces or whatever it was called. I loved that show. The Deuce. The Deuce. Yeah. It was a pretty good show.
2: I really enjoyed that show. Any Sam Simon, I'd watch that. Nice. The Sun tells us that the kids are playing hide and seek which is one of the few times where listening to the sun is actually useful because otherwise you would not understand what was going on in the next couple of scenes. Yes, yes. At this point, the the PPP of PP sneaks into the house and we see what terrible situational awareness Shark has. Yes.
0: But we, we get another good look at the house too. Yes. And this is when I was really like, damn girl, you I would spent a ton of money on this place. The finishing alone. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes, yes, because she has strawberry-themed furniture, which probably isn't that big of a deal. You could probably get that off of Etsy pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> strawberry-themed wallpaper, which is probably the cheapest wallpaper
2: you could possibly find. Yes, but it also tastes like strawberries.
0: But then she has strawberry-shaped skylights yes. that opened. And that's when I was like,
2: fuck! And fucking running boards everywhere in this place. And yeah. huge trim. Crown molding. She this just went nuts with it. Yeah. yeah, decked out. I don't know what this six-year-old is doing, but it is working. Well, cocaine, she's
0: stealing yeah, cocaine. Yeah, she
3: <laughs> has right. tons of
0: money. Well, you know, I think I think that is a good point, though. Rainbow Bright is the cocaine dealer of the cartoon world. I think Strawberry Shortcake might be more like,
2: I don't know, maybe she is Molly. I don't know. I like her better with the, with the Borgia's idea where she's more like a power broker. Like gotcha. it's not so crass gotcha. as drugs, you know. She's she's like manipulating people and pulling strings. With this group of friends and that, that she's like slowly bleached all the money out of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so all of them were like living in like destitute. Yeah, she's but they're so happy house. about. Oh, they're like yeah. oh, let's throw her a party. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. The pie man uh, sneaks into the kitchen, eats all the treats, and then tries to hide under a layer of whipped cream. Uh, but he's quickly discovered by the as all the kids pop out of their hiding place, and he absconds with the recipe basket.
0: Now all the kids pop out of the hiding space, and this is when I thought either these kids don't know how to play fucking hide and seek, or maybe they're on like some next level. Shit yeah, yeah. where hide- they all coordinated? Because <laughs> they all coordinated. They all got. They all went to the exact same place. And what I like to think is that strawberry shortcake was like. Let's play hide-and-seek, and And nobody wanted to fucking play. Right. So they were all like, okay, we're all going to move the party into the pantry. (laughs) We're going to hang out in here and hang out. (laughs) And then when she finds us, she's going to find us all at once. So she's not going to know who to call it, so we're all just going to give up on the game right after that. Right. So we're just going to hang here. I like that. Except for the twins, who went off to do their own thing. Yes. that fucking basket.
2: They They were hiding in the basket. There's something going on with those twins, I'm just saying. At this point, Sharkcake summons her dread familiar, Filbert Wormy the 3rd. Wormy the 3rd. Who's This this fellow. This is my jam. This he dude is incomprehensible.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. My type of incompre- formally incomprehensible.
2: And uh, he's also very fast, so she mounts him and they uh, engage
3: in pursuit. I like how the strawberry shortcut was labeled. And fucking yes. Pie Man's like, oh, yeah, pff, that's my road. Right, I'm never yes. going to try the shortcut, which might get me home quicker because it says shortcut.
0: No, well, I'm just going to. And this gets me to a, uh, a classic line from a Criterion movie collection movie road trip, <laughs> where Strawberry Shortcake actually does not encounter any type of obstacle in their shortcut. Thus, the
2: shortcut should just be the way right yes it may be something where you know shortcake exists in a sort of like strawberry themed slightly parallel dimension that is mm, in in sync with our dimension and only she can see all this strawberry themed bullshit including the shortcut whereas everyone else needs to can like travel through mundane space but like it's not much better. It's just a slightly better. It's not like going into the warp. It's like, okay, well, it's just a little bit better, and you come out and you smell like like strawberry cough syrup.
1: So I'm nice. saying that her her house doesn't have all of that strawberry themed stuff in it. Oh and that, yeah, and in the real world, it's a bit different.
0: It's, it's like a like <laughs> yeah. a haunted house essentially. She's like a burnt out, condemned old house. Mmm. And she's just seeing it through her own augmented reality.
2: Right, and all these friends you think are all like f- fruit-flavored are all like junkies. Or social workers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At any rate, the Sun realizes that the two Limey Gets are hiding in the basket and that the PPP of PP has kidnapped them. But it's okay, because Filbert beats PP to the gate of the Paitin Palace. But Sour grapes distracts him and PP passes them and escapes into the palace and the gate closes.
0: And is is this a time frame when the when the, the clouds obscure the sun?
2: Yes, and he can't he can't communicate that the children have been kidnapped yet. Yes. But this I think is the worst example of nothing fucking happening. Like Yes. They were desperate for some content here and there's yep. really no change. We are in the same situation for the rest of the episode, yeah, pretty much what are
0: we like two thirds of the way through the episode, something like that? Yeah, and this is all just the setup in order for us to
2: have some sort of conflict but of don't setup. but don't worry. it will be resolved very easily and with minimal effort. Yes,
3: yep no, I was expecting some sort of like large conflict resolution to go on. No, no, no.
0: No, This was one of my fun parts, was when uh, Sour Grapes grabs the snake and obviously hits the snake's erogenous zone. (laughs) Because he he immediately gets long and hard. And for a a good like two minutes, that is just one hard snake. You you have no idea how snakes fuck, do
2: you? You gotta get them hard first, right? (laughs) Not if you do it right. Uh Uh-oh. Back with her friends, Shortcake realizes that the berry birds are repeating everything they hear. So she and her friends teach the birds a song. And oh, yeah. to be fair to the Purple Pie Man, it is a very annoying song. It is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It is. Um, I don't even really know what it was about. It's It is a series of squeaks and beeps. I don't think you can know what it's about. I think your brain <laughs> protects
0: itself, yeah, by blocking like that memory from going from like short term into long term memory holding. So we're so. saying
2: like in in the in the fruit dimension, this the shortcake dimension, sound and music take the form of like a fifth dimensional H.P. Lovecraftian object, where if you were <laughs> truly to behold it, you will be driven strawberry insane. Exactly.
0: Exactly, and the problem is the the PPP of PP... Since he's been there for so long, that particular mechanism in his
2: mind is diminished.
0: Mm. So it's actually
2: starting to affect him pretty, pretty badly. So Right, because the birds fly back and annoy the purple pie men.
0: Into giving up. And I feel like this is much the same way as any father right. would react when their kids start coming up and start singing this song at them after watching this fucking cartoon?
2: I literally was going to say that this felt (laughs) true to me in that being annoying (laughs) is the chief weapon of children. Nice. Nice. He and Sour Grapes fight over giving the recipes back, and in the scuffle, the basket falls, only to be saved by a series of real Rue Goldberg-esque coincidences and end up on top of a massive glass bottle. Yes.
0: It's all because the PPP PP and Sour Grapes both stepped out on a non-load-bearing spoon at the same time.
2: Yes, and it gave way. Under it was cantilevered. It was a cantilevered spoon, like uh, exactly like a good architect.
3: It was load-bearing because she mentions it won't hold two of us, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's load-bearing <laughs> enough to hold one of Fair the enough. three mm-hmm. alive creatures that live three alive terrestrial creatures that live in that wine bottle.
2: You're right. So. Te- technically, I believe that kind of architectural feature is called precarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor design. Mm-hmm. The sun informs the Shortcake and her cohort that the twins are in the box.
3: <gasps> Commercial break!
0: <laughs>
2: we get the uh, Care Bears plastic figures from Canada. Yes
0: and this is when i felt like this dad was a direct reflection of the ppp of pp
2: oh his and... line read it is could be replaced with kill me yeah <laughs> yes yes very easily he's either a very bad actor or like the commercial director was just like really sell it to me you're really yeah. happy to see these munchkins
0: you're really happy to see these children bringing you plastic globs of random garbage on a tray for your birthday breakfast
2: right which consists of nothing but cereal and orange juice uh, the paper was there he, he the wife brought the paper so that's right yeah that So actually that wouldn't be too bad i would be all
0: scared. the hours you spend slaving away in the financial district over <laughs> a hot pile
2: of stocks <laughs> yeah and this is what thanks you
0: get from your family
2: all the many hours Laugh it you- up You've spent going down to the massage parlor that's in the bottom of the building <laughs> to relieve that quote unquote stress. Next up, we have the Ewok dolls from the Kenner Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection, which is the most formal designery name for a
0: yes. bunch of garbage toys. Well, what's funny is I it, didn't they make an Ewok TV show. I thought these characters yes. were from the Ewok TV. Yes,
1: show. yes, I was going to say they're, they're, these are the characters from the TV show, not not from the movie. Well,
0: they they were from the the movie because Wicked W.
1: Warwick well, w- Wicket was in the movie, but I don't think yeah. the princess. I don't, I don't think the princess was, yeah. Ewok was. She didn't have no, as prominent so. a role. That's
0: for sure. Also, this is the first time I realized that Wicket was Wicked W. Warwick or Warwick. Mm. -hmm. And Wicket was played by Warwick
2: Davis. I that that makes a lot of sense. Coincidence? No, it seems like definitely not. It seems like just outright name theft.
0: Yes, yeah. Warwick Davis should actually like sue. He should
2: get his money back. Do you think? Do you think (laughs) that maybe he has a back end deal like Alec Guinness? Like he was the only one who thought, be like,
3: "Um, you know what?
2: Yeah, you can name it after me, but I get ten percent. Well, in all fairness, I think he was like nine at the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was he was like a kid at the time. Oh dear! So, but uh, yes, there,
1: there's, there's actually a specific behind the scenes like movie yet about that actor like getting the part of Wicket.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. How it was they were doing filming in the UK, and mm-hmm. his aunt or grandmother heard a casting call where they were looking for little people, and she's like, "Well, my kid's little."
2: Let's go out. I I would like it better if the story was his his aunt was taking him to him. yeah his aunt was taking him to the interview and she accidentally broke the top off a mop and it landed on top of him <laughs> and, and, and Lucas was like that's it that's the look we've been looking
1: that's,
0: for that's what we're gonna be going for <laughs> well you do know that the uh, indoor was actually supposed to be a Wookiee planet. In the original script, he was actually going to have the planet of the hmm. Wookiees mm-hmm. and not Ewoks. But then they realized it was going to cost way too much money. For yeah, the full due, due to Wookie budget, costumes. yeah,
2: due to budget cuts, they cut them all
0: in half. Yeah, and they created the Ewoks. Yep.
2: Hmm. That seems apocryphal, but I, you know what? I'm not up on my inane Star Wars lore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think now it's all inane. So,
2: <laughs> at any rate, we get the feeling that this is aimed at younger kids, and that leads us right into. Cabbage Patch Kids Babyland General Hospital Dollhouse. I would like to interject <laughs> before
3: we get to Cabbage Patch Kids. Babyland so, General, General Hospital yeah. Dollhouse. They're talking about how they hear speeder bike people coming up, and it's a dude on a bicycle. And hmm. then they go, they like, they escape on these four-wheeled downhill so box racer carts. Yeah. yeah. I had one of those as a kid. That's uh, wow. the second item in this, yeah. Um, Did you grow and in, there was no, up in 1957? <laughs> solidly in New England in the 80s. No, and we built them too. Yeah, and yeah. They were unsafe as fuck, and they were awesome because we built them. Most of the wheels we had on them were, were wheels that we had around the house. We started out with uh, training wheels, excess <laughs> training wheels off of bicycles, and then we quickly realized that that was super unsafe. But yeah, it was it was steered with, with a rope that was attached to essentially a bolt run through a bunch of washers right onto the front thing. And we would ride them down this big ass hill in front of our house. And we'd have like our bike pads, our bike helmets and our like elbow pads and wrist guards and stuff from rollerblading (laughs) that we had as kids. And we just ride these things around and you get to the bottom of the hill and you're like, Oh fuck, I got to drag it all the way up. You know, it's a sled without snow, but they were, they were awesome. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh my God, I had one of those as a kid. My buddy Ian. That was my second this is, nostalgic.
2: This is how much college was uh, a, a flashback to childhood. My buddy Ian did the same thing when we were in college, except he took like he retrofitted a tricycle and like uh, an ultra extended the front to hold a bicycle wheel, and then built out the back so that people could stand on the rail.
3: Wow! Then geez. he then he
2: rode that down the <laughs> hills in uh, in Providence.
3: In, yeah. Right That's on. awesome.
2: So the pie man and strawberry short both start parallel efforts to save the, the, the limeys. The kids pile up into a massive stack and the pile man uses sour grapes, as snake and to hand the basket to shortcake. Um, and then the berry birds carry away pie man, sour grapes and the snake and the sun sets and the kids return to finish their party at strawberry shortcakes house and each international child does a national dance with Strawberry Shortcake in a beautifully multicultural panoply. Very
0: culturally sensitive multicultural panoply.
2: Yes. A questionable, clearly there (laughs) to fill out time, uh, repeating dance cycle.
0: The twins emerge on the basket all sweaty. And moist.
2: <laughs> they they didn't even notice.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure they're not even twins. I think they just tell people they're twins just so, like, nobody really
2: questions the amount of time they spend together. Oh, like the white stripes? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly like the white stripes. What did we think of this steaming pile of garbage? It was <laughs> my numbing Yeah. Inane.
0: Of course, again, like a lot of the things we watch, the the quality of the transfer onto YouTube was not
2: very helpful. It was honestly that was kind of endearing. I found the quality of the transfer and the like artifacting to be endearing and and give it more of 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 a warm feel. Yeah, like like,
0: I wish the audio had been better.
3: Yeah. The audio is the biggest thing, but yeah. the you know, the VHS tracking and everything else like that, I agree, Matt. That was the best part of it. The <laughs> In the commercials. In uh, the commercials. The rest commercials. of this was... <laughs>
2: the, the withering effects of age is the best thing about this cartoon.
3: <laughs> it was bad. It was fucking awful.
2: It was not good. I will give you that. It was solidly constructed and paced. Like, they clearly... They clearly were like, okay, we'll do this beat, we'll do this beat, this, we'll do We'll do this beat, and that's our story. But it was so boring, nothing happened. Yeah.
0: And, and nothing happened in an uninteresting way. It took them a year to make this. Yes. That's the sad part. It's the fact that they were releasing these every year. It's only 30 minutes. They had a year to write the script. And this is what we got.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm mad. It really seems like maybe they they like farmed this the script writing out to like some college students, and the college students were like, "Oh, this is going to be the final. I don't got to worry about it till the end of the year, or the right, end of right. the semester, and then it's like two days before, or the night before it's due, really. And they're uh, you know just coming coming down off of their their ecstasy
2: parties." You know whatever college kids do nowadays. Yeah, or they're like, We're, I'm gonna, I got a trick, and they set words to 1.8 point spacing.
1: So yeah, exactly.
2: you know, it's not, it's a little bit more the double double spaced, but it's hard to visually tell the difference. And, and then like put in Times New Roman because it was a largest font. Yeah.
0: And then like did multiple tabatures for like time dialogue changed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And voila a script. then you know, they just sort of patted it out all in one night and said, good enough. It did not have verve or esprit.
0: I just wonder if the peculiar purple pie man
2: like why why did they make the ba- the bad guy a baker? I believe in the first episode I think he wants to buy strawberries from Strawberry Shortcake or, or something. There's some sort of, like, where he wants to, Bastard. He wants to acquire something she has, and uh, With he... With money. Yeah, like a, like a fucking capitalist piece of shit. Capitalist bastard. Unlike our pure boomer creators.
0: <laughs> hey, they went to a yogi retreat in India. <laughs> and that's when they learned the importance of multi- multiculturalism Yeah, in diversity.
2: And the uh, the animation, the backgrounds are nice, but the animation isn't interesting or nice enough for to make up for it. Yeah.
0: The only cool thing about this entire episode was that worm. And also the thought that the, the sun uh, straining the way that he did was actually sending out solar flares to heat up the atmosphere to cause the clouds to disperse. Yeah. So ultimately,
2: this planet's doomed. Yeah, uh, like that. He was baking the planet in radiation to like try to burn off its atmosphere, the way exactly. it did, did to Mars. That's the uh, that's the only solace that I actually get from all this. Yeah. Maybe this is Mars. We you don't think, know. You think he was like doing that, and every time he's like shearing off a layer of the mag- of the uh, electromagnetic. Magnetosphere, so Magnetosphere, like, there's, yeah. yeah, there's, there's You're just no like more hitting point. it
0: and blowing it apart real quick, so that we can get pelted by some cosmic rays. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's where dinosaurs came from. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that Strawberry Shortcake Planet no longer has magnetic poles due to the sun's efforts. Well, if that was the
0: case, then the uh, the
2: atmosphere would just burn away. Yeah, well, eventually, yeah. yeah, that's what happened to Mars. Yeah, yeah, take that, Mars.
0: And this is the reason why the next episode of Strawberry Shortcake, they build a device to tunnel into the center of the planet mm. so they can restart the core, like in the classic Criterion Collection movie, The Core,
2: <laughs> so that they can
0: protect the planet yeah, from cosmic rays.
2: Stanley Tucci was in that. <laughs>
0: Stanley Tucci was in that. <laughs> He played, like, the anti-hero. Yeah. I,
2: I have so much respect for that guy, but he was in that movie. That's right. He's also in all the Transformers movies, so I don't know why I respect this guy, to be honest. Then I had that one guy
0: that played uh, Punisher that one time. Briefly. That's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. so? it's it's fine. It's fine. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine.
2: <laughs> You've established your streak, Red. Okay.
1: Nice. So I have a question for the fathers here.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Which toy
1: from the commercials would you buy for your children?
0: Because <laughs> mm. we know we're not letting your kids watch
3: this shit. I let my kid watch it. I said this multiple times. She tapped out at about fucking minute 20 of this nonsense. Which it's toy terrible. from the commercials?
2: Um, honestly, the fucking evil spider queen from Rose Petal, the orchid thief or whatever it is, was pretty fucking sweet. She's got like four arms and like uh, a horrible distended body. I like
3: it. My child's at the age where her favorite toy is a drumstick. <laughs> so, um, yeah.
0: yeah. A single yeah. solitary drumstick.
3: Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd just probably get a Rainbow Bright and a fucking Day Tomeso Pantera and a Brick of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> got to bring them up right. That's right. Here's your wheels, kid.
2: Yeah. Go get it. Go get me a pack of smokes. <laughs>
3: yep, Barbara Reds, please. We'll cut the filters off. No, I was curious.
0: Jesus. Damn, <laughs> damn. Just get some lucky yeah.
3: strikes. Ugh. Question I
0: have for everybody is: Which of the characters did you most identify with in this
2: <laughs> series? I mean, um, oh my god, our options are pretty limited probably sour grapes to be honest. Yeah. She kind of does nothing and is snarky, so I'd like to think I'm doing that. And you were obviously you loved the worm. Well, I'd
0: like to think that I was the worm, but I'm pretty sure I'm that dog in the very beginning that was trying <laughs> to get the hell out of the house. <laughs> by just pulling as hard as he could at his owner. So. Nice.
1: Yeah, what was that kid's name? It was like Huckleberry or something.
0: I think it was Huckleberry, yeah. Huckleberry Pie? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he's one of the regulars.
1: I think I'm him because he seemed really bored by everything that was happening in this (laughs) show.
2: (laughs) Disinterested. Yeah. Yeah, all right.
0: Derek, who would you be? The son? None of them. This is so fucking
2: bad, dude. I hated this. You're the dad in the Care Bears commercial where
3: you're just like,
0: <laughs>
2: fucking <Yes>. kill me. <laughs> like, fucking shoot me. Nice. So, David. Yeah. Do we need to decide on whether or not we keep this on the list? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care.
1: That is the next segment. That is the segment we've
2: been waiting for. Oh, Jesus. The segment we call Matt tells us that we're worthless.
0: And that we have to continue watching garbage. Yes. That we deserve to be treated the way he treats us. Strong disagree. I'm going to say, let's get rid of it. Wow. Because there are so many other Rainbow Brights we could be watching. This is version one. We got five versions of this shit.
2: Come on. (laughs) Let's do it. I st- I think there's strawberry meat on these strawberry bones. It's just dripping off. This was a panoply of terrible. Yeah, but was it amazing? Yeah, but like terrible? you're right now.
3: Generally the ones that have been terrible that we keep are the ones that we watch and there's a there's a reason for like at the end of it we had fun watching this. No. Like I said this is a, you know, this is a fucking synonym for the last three weeks of my life. <laughs> this is a sure steaming runny turd a chore.
2: sandwich. Definitely. Sure.
3: Yeah. By the way, get vaccinated. Don't get COVID. It's fucking stupid.
2: Uh, yes. All right. I agree. Let's I'm, I'm on board to get rid of it. Woo-hoo! Fucking
0: trash. David, yeah. screw you and your vote. We've already decided <laughs> you don't count.
2: <laughs> David, you have the most important vote. And yes. we'll keep it if you sell us to keep it.
0: That's true. Uh, Matt is easily swayed, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> yes, it is.
2: No, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> David, what is our next uh, segmentation? Yeah, David, are you going to sell us on keeping it or what? Oh, oh. no,
1: no, I'm definitely not going to sell you on keeping it.
2: David, what's um, what's uh, could you uh hook us up with one of those there uh, segments?
1: We want a juicy one. We want a juicy one.
2: I hear the first one's free.
1: So next is Redemption.
0: Uh-huh. Did anybody hit any of your key
2: phrases?
1: No, no one did.
2: Do you want to reveal what your key phrases Oh, were? yeah, yeah. Tell us what our phrases were.
1: So I was, I was really surprised no one uh, talked at all about Strawberry Shortcake's pet. Or pet.
2: Oh, the the cat? The the, cat. The, the the pink cat? Yes. Yeah, the shit-eating cat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a scene the... where it had, like, it had brown stuff all over its face.
2: Oh, uh, okay. You think it was eating its own excrement. Which, cats do yeah. that. Yeah. It's a survival instinct. What about the
1: cat, though? Okay, you did notice it was pink.
2: You, yes. You you think that there was going to be a vagina joke there? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Makes sense.
3: That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm fair actually enough. surprised yeah. with us as well. I'm a bit yeah. disappointed. Yeah. I, I think I just hated this enough that I wasn't even looking for the, the like, fruit the the of it. Yeah. 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 It just, like, I just was, it was such a chore watching this. I was like, this is fucking dumb. Yeah. It,
2: it was, it just destroyed all the testosterone in your body, and you're like, I can't even yeah. think well, about genitalia. The,
3: the normal the normal nonsense i'd be like hey guys that's a pink cat (laughs) you know no i was just like that's a salmon colored vagina i've got 21 minutes and 32 seconds left of this
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you just hear in the background the 24 Uh, or
1: whatever whatever the dad said
0: you made
2: my day
0: yeah. as he's got with like the- a, a pistol in his left hand like <laughs> slowly <laughs> raising it to his temple yeah. yeah
3: with the with the 24 like countdown timer going yeah exactly but yeah. keeper sutherland over there
2: damn it god damn it two what <laughs> uh what was another uh missed opportunity david what are the, what are the jokes if you if you'd written this episode what jokes <laughs> would we be doing yeah
1: it, it, it'll be it'll be in the audio
0: Oh, I, oh uh, I'll, do it, I'll do it as an audio drop in the episode. Damn, you're trying you to hear get
2: that?
1: you're trying to get new listeners starting <laughs> with to, us.
0: Trying to get us to listen to our own stuff, right? right.
1: So, All right. So that so Matt, you have the only redemption.
2: <gasps> I do. Oh, geez, I'm not prepared. Let me go look. Don't remove home movies. Don't remove home movies.
0: Don't remove home movies. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, I know what I wanted. I sent you guys a Wikipedia link. Oh, to Galdor and the Golden Lance, I think.
1: Oh yeah. This?
2: Galtar. Galtar.
1: Yeah. Hey, Galtar.
0: Galtar. And the Golden Lance. Yeah, this looks like it's actually a uh, almost like an extension of the Barbarian 1. Why is my brain broken.
2: Uh, yes, it feels like a very Thundar or... Thundar, yeah, there we go. He-Man or Conan-esque. Let's see. It ran in 1985 to 86 as part of the Fantastic World of Hanna-Barbera. All right. Yep, Hanna-Barbera. Yep. I want to add that to the list, and I want to make it good.
1: <laughs> well, okay. it's already on the list. God Bam. damn
2: it.
0: You want to enhance it? You can enhance it.
2: Mm, I'll enhance it. Okay. There I'd like go. to apply an enhance, please. Yes. You just need to get that, that cartoon pump hits. out of <laughs> your back. And then just and pump it up. Mm-hmm. I... We want cartoons 26
1: hours a day. Yeah. All right. So, Adam. Fuckhead. Me. Yes. Tell me, what is number 377. Whoa. 3- 377. Wait. Rounding up,
3: that's... right?
0: It is 1997
3: to 2001's Men in, black. <laughs> Men in Black. Wait, we go up? I thought we went down. No, we Next go up. Next time honest. we run up. Yep. Oh, okay. Sorry. It
0: was almost Mega Man.
3: <laughs> oh, it would have been so good to be Mega Man. No, <laughs> oh, it wouldn't have. It would have
0: been so bad. Men good, man in Black. This is this is that weird animation show that's a lot of like
2: Aeon Flux. That
3: weird I remember watching. Oh yeah, is
2: it? As a kid, very wiggly. I
3: remember enjoying this show as a high schooler. Okay, that's so a- this will be interesting to see as an adult if I watch it and go, "What the fuck was I thinking?"
2: Fifty three episodes. That's a sort of a good sign. So, like, yeah. to syndication.
3: Well, it looks like it. It was
2: three years, right? So what I just said.
0: Yeah, it was. It was quite a while. Three wonderful years. So, number 23.
2: But I... uh, Has there been any work by the esteemed Mr. William Smith that has survived translation to a new medium?
0: Oh, goodness. Hmm. Well, it looks like MIB, the series, episode 23, is The Black Christmas Syndrome. So, we're doing a Christmas
2: episode. And it is season two... Of the men in black. Good, good, okay. Uh, Everyone knows Christmas episodes always great. Always the best, yeah. Pull out all the stops. I don't have a good feeling about this. I'm I'm concerned. Me neither. (laughs) I'm concerned it's Christmas syndrome. The the fear is setting in.
0: So who is going to be the victim, David, or who has Uh. earned the honor?
1: Now let's go with victim. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> I just rolled and it's me
0: oh Woo-hoo. David Woo-hoo. David
3: <laughs> taking
0: one for the team
1: here
3: comes the impact <laughs> yeah uh, 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 galaxy defenders
0: I'm just glad that I got Pump in the night I'm gonna enjoy that one
2: oh, I'm excited about that one of the few that I'm, I'm actually looking forward to non-ironically oh yeah I was looking nice. forward to King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, but very ironically. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So, on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Men in Black, episode 23. But next week on Amazingly Terrible, it's not week, we're a bi-weekly show. Why don't keep saying next week? Next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Mighty Max, Blood of the Dragon, episode 3. Hell yeah. Nice. And it says that's our Halloween episode, too.
3: Interesting. Wow. Do you... Ooh, let's make it extra spooky. Yeah, didn't he
2: fight... Didn't he fight um, monsters, Max?
3: Well, that's
0: what
2: made him mighty, right? Yeah. Am I getting confused with... No, no. He's the guy who, ha- who is like the male version of Polly Pocket.
3: Yeah, and he had some sort of horror theme. I have not watched the episode yet, but if I remember the toy... Like, it was like, he'd be in, like, a skull. Yeah. You'd you'd open up a skull, and he would have some sort of adventure. And
2: he would fight a public domain monster of some kind. Perhaps a Dracula or a Frankenstein. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen the show, though.
3: I don't know if I've ever seen the show. I'm just kind of scanning through it right now. Yeah, it looks like it's a public domain style monster. I remember the toy, though, because my sister was of the Polly Pocket Age, I was a little older than that, and then Mighty Max was the the boys' version mm-hmm. of that toy. Yeah, oh, I'm the, looking at the episode now. The, the Manny Mocket,
2: right. if you will.
3: All right, let's let's uh, <laughs> th- close this up here. No, that's a good um, joke, and
2: you have to laugh at it.
3: No,
0: I gotta bring a bottle hey, upstairs. You you so, said no more fake laughing on the show. Oh, so. sorry.
2: You're right. You're right. Can't force you anymore. Per your own edict. I desperately wanted these, and I was very interested in the show, but I never experienced it or owned any of the toys.
3: Yeah, neither did I. Like, I was not a an owner. Like, again, a little bit older uh, mm-hmm. than the toy demographic for the Polly Pocket, you know, Mighty Max era. My sister had a bunch of them, uh, the Polly Pockets, but yeah. When did this come out? I feel like
0: I'm missing out on something here. Early 90s. Ninety three, ninety four. I should have been watching
2: this. You? I don't think you're missing anything. I think it was not marketed for it's us. Dangerous. Yeah, it yeah. was not marketed for us, the cool kids.
0: Yeah, we were watching
2: cool shows like Aladdin and mm. Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool stuff like <laughs> this is for like the seven year olds. We were doing Fuck cool them. things like hanging out at your house after school. Yeah. And.
0: Talking about Magic: The Gathering, first mm-hmm. edition. And After
1: school specials. Fl- and <laughs> Playing Warcraft on an Apple computer.
0: Yes, a yeah, <laughs> yeah, Warcraft <laughs> version of Warcraft. That's right.
2: Two. That's right. That's right. Yeah, good times. Or me? what was that other oh, game? What's you White what? Magic. Oh yes, man, you loved that game. Yeah, I did. For
0: uh, nostalgic bullshit associated with video games, I've been at them.
2: For reasons unknown, I have been Matt. I've been David.
3: For a couple hits of, like, nostalgia from my childhood, I'm Derek.
1: Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward send your email to terrific at amazinglyterrible.com.
2: What is the Purple Pie Man a metaphor for?
0: The Purple Pie Man is a metaphor for the unsustainability of capitalism mm. and how the constant advances and attempts to adhere to its Practices is ultimately what winds up leading to its destruction.
2: So it For represents the, the thing the we hands. always say it represents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that our at the sh- hands,
0: but all at the hands of a six year old girl that's fruit themed.
2: I like the idea that our show is slowly, ever so slowly, creeping towards a crippling indictment of capitalism via the avenue of reviewing children's cartoons. The
0: best part is that if anybody wants to sponsor us, we will totally take your money.
2: Oh, yeah. Immediately. No questions asked. Absolutely. Dick pills. Yep. Hoax cures. Anything. We will advertise it. Pillows that are
1: owned by... Well, maybe not the MyPillow guy. But anything else...